This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today. Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching for executives by executives. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. And I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today. Hey, welcome to Quick Take. I'm Susie Tomanchuk along with my good friend, James Caps. How are you, James? I'm fantastic, Susie. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. That sounds so official. It's like, get right <laughs> Hello, to business. Hello, Susie. I am, I am here today. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, oh, you're thank welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yes. Thank we're you. proud to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I just got back last night. Um, I've been on the road for, with uh, some clients of mine and doing something that I've been doing very often. It's just really interesting. I've been talking a lot with teams about difficult conversations. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, That's a common, common conversation. Yeah. And it's, what really struck me is I did a lot of research and I was reading a lot about just kind of refreshing myself on, on what is the, the human aspect of um, moving into a gif- difficult conversation. And it's so complex, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. But we want to boil it down to like, it is a performance issue. Um, and that's when we have to have a difficult conversation. But what really struck me with this last team that I did, they've been seasoned uh, leaders for a while, a, a room of a lot of different perspectives. Um, and it was just interesting hearing that you can't really take out the difficult out of the conversation. And you have to really be thoughtful about the way you're delivering it, but also mm-hmm. how it's being received and and yeah. what that is. And also one thing that really came up was you got to really be thoughtful about the timing of it and how to do that to make sure that the message that you're trying to articulate is really lands in the right yeah. context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think that th- there's so many good points there. I think, you know, I think it's so important that we uh, remember that uh, a difficult conversation is not one type of conversation. Yeah. Right. Um, it is not just simply a punitive uh, c- a performance correction thing. And what is a difficult conversation for me may be simple for you to hear, or a, a simple thing for me to say to you may be a difficult thing for you to hear. Yeah. And so we have to really be thoughtful as leaders to say, all right, this may be a difficult conversation from somebody's point of view, and I need to behave in a certain way. So it is a, it is something that um, I think we probably put uh, atten- not the right attention to and, and probably the, the attention at the wrong time. Yeah, for sure. And one, one story, and I'll tell you this story that happened to me. Um, it was actually a couple months ago. I had a, a virtual assistant um, that had been working with me and I just love her to death. She was really great. She loves what I'm doing. She was really just had so much passion for the business. Problem was she wasn't very de- detail oriented. Mm, so mm. like she was getting meetings wrong. She was like oh, not no. writing things the right way. And what was happening right. was I would talk to her and it just wasn't improving. It just wasn't her kind of like thing. But I really felt bad because I liked right. her and I knew her personal situation. So I didn't want to do anything um, right. to, to, you know, inhibit that or stress her out. And so I really tried hard to work with her and be really, really clear. I even talked to my daughter mm-hmm. about like if I say it this way, will it will it land? Right. And there was one other contributor 
this is the second D I, I had gotten from this place. And the first one, we just had a conflict with our yep, personalities. Yep. And so I was right, like, right. but if I get rid of her, it'll be more about, it, it was a right, me thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, my ego also got in the way of sure. so all sorts the of optics. Things, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that when, when I looked at where difficult conversations show up for me, it is just in what is that transaction or that feeling that go sure, along with sure. it. Right. That's a great example of, of at the end of the day, maybe that difficult, the, the, the difficult nature of that conversation was more about your stuff and less about her stuff. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in this case, after you did have that difficult conversation for her, she was happier. She mm-hmm. could have been more clear on her role. She had less ambiguity. So it is funny how, you know, you, you, you can never presume or, or assume how uh, that difficulty thing is going to land. And I think that's why it's so important. We're good at this. Mm-hmm. And we give time to be good at it, and we treat it like a, a muscle. And we have to uh, we have to uh, ensure that we are practicing this and and trying to be good about it. Yeah, so I'm really excited because I think I'm interested to hear what your tips are on approaching this. And if you believe, have they become less difficult for you? So, yeah, I do think they become more di- or less difficult. Um, you know, granted, there's conversations I have where my heart still races and I still get uh, sweaty palms because they're hard. My yeah. baggage gets into the in in the com, in, into the into the mix. Um, uh, you know, the first tip I give I think is so important because it's foundational, and you know, it frustrates me to no end when I talk to leaders or I talk to employees and they and they tell me that their leaders they don't have a one on one a regularly Gosh. scheduled one on one with their employees. And if you're going to have difficult conversations with somebody, it is so much easier when you have a regularly scheduled conversation with them to have a rapport, to create yeah. that opportunity to do that. Now, I'm not saying you need to have the difficult conversation during your one-on-one. I'm saying that it is incredibly hard to talk to somebody once a year and have that one conversation be a challenging conversation. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, it makes me think of when my my dad comes over and, and spends time with my kids when they're in town. Um, you know, he never sees them. Uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's grandpa and their conversations are always weird. It's uncomfortable <laughs> because he doesn't know them. Yeah. He doesn't have anything in common with them. Yeah. You know, he still thinks they're in fourth grade. <laughs> you know, he occasionally brings up, you know, uh, a, a baseball team that they played on and, you know, and 15 years ago. And it's always weird because he doesn't have a regular cadence with them. Yeah. He doesn't see them on a right. regular basis. And I think that as leaders, it's important for us to make sure that we have a, a scheduled meeting with our employees. I don't care if you sit next to them, share a desk, share a chair, you need a regularly scheduled meeting with your employee to give them an opportunity and a a ceremony during which you can have a conversation with them. I do mine every two weeks. I do my staff meetings on the alternating week. So one-on-ones one week, staff meetings are the next, then then one-on-ones the following. Um, Make sure I have a regular cadence. And then when I do have a difficult conversation with them, I've, I've already known what's going on with them. I don't have to have all these other things going on. It makes my rapport with them that much stronger. Yeah, that's so great for on two levels. One is just that trust people mm-hmm. who can hear or will really listen well yep. when there yep. is that connection. But I love mm-hmm. that you use the, the, the story with your, your boys. Cause what it made me also see is we feel like we know our, our, employees because we mm-hmm. think about them or there might be some time between those meetings where we have the con- context, but to them, it may feel like it's very sporadic. And so having Absolutely. that regular cadence, I hadn't thought about it that way. It's a real nuanced thing about how sure. they see you because it doesn't feel yeah. the same. Yeah. 
No, that's exactly right. I think that's a really great uh, 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 observation there about how um, you know we think about our employees and what and they think about us and what kind of yeah. a relationship is really there. And just you know, no relationship uh, creates a relationship. You know, there mm-hmm. is an ambiguity yeah. creates something. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's so important that that if it, to, to be good at a difficult conversation. You need to have more than one conversation with your employee. And so my first tip is certainly, you know, make sure you have a regular cadence. I love it. That's so good. That's so good. And yep. you'd also said too, is be careful not to just cancel your, your one-on-ones. I know that was a separate one, but right, I've, I've right, used right. that many times when I talk to teams is don't oh. just do it. Even if it's a high performer, at least give them some context. Hey, I have to cancel it this week or just be aware right. of what you're doing in that habit. I know that's a different one, but... I no, that but that's so a good. great message on that too. It drives me crazy when, oh, I have a regular, people tell me that, that they do have a scheduled meeting with their their manager, but it's canceled every week. <laughs> you know, why don't you just walk by their desk and hit them upside the head and move on, right? I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> right. It's just a slap upside the head. Don't tell them why, just tell them what does it mean. Just, you know, I'm just going to smack you. I mean, yeah. that is, that. there's so much said there. So don't get me started on that's that. So, so, but, but the key yeah. is, but the key is, <laughs> Just because it's on your calendar doesn't count. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Nobody, you're not getting points for, for, for scheduling it. You get points for having it. Okay, fair. All right, what's two? <laughs> Number two. So the second big important thing when it comes to difficult conversations, and I think you touched on it, was have it done at the appropriate time. And, um, you know, be thoughtful of the time and place to have that conversation. It's just critical when um, you want to be able to have it in a very structured way. You don't want to do it, you know, in the break room. You don't want to do yeah. it um, in, uh, you know, in front of a bunch of people. You know, I, I love to have difficult conversations by starting the conversation by saying, this is going to be a difficult conversation. Yes. I love that because A, it sets the tone for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it sets the tone for the whole thing. And yeah. even if it's not as difficult as you think it might be, and maybe you end up having some laughs or whatever, boy, that sure makes sure that you're, you're focused on what to be said. Yeah. Because so often when you do sit down with somebody and if you do work with them a lot and you do have a rapport, you're going to start talking about, you know, uh, something less, uh, appropriate, or maybe you're going to auger in on project status or what happened at a, at a sporting event. No, you need to have a difficult conversation. That's what that conversation is for. Yeah. Right. Have it at a right time, have it at the right place and make sure that that's a dedicated point in time, a dedicated event to have that conversation. I love this one. Seriously, this one is an absolute. Um, Mm -hmm. I got this tip way back when we were worked for Comcast. I don't know if you got it from our friend Katie and she had said when I had a difficult conversation, it was actually getting rid of somebody Go mm-hmm. in and say, this is going to be hard to hear and yep. wait 30 yep. seconds because what you're doing is you're allowing them to kind of shift their orientation mm-hmm. to be able mm-hmm. to go, okay, I need to kind of, you're giving them time to kind Absolutely. of like get in the, get in the mood, if you will. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. And yeah, I, I, I would easily offer up a, a lot of what I know about leading people to Katie. <laughs> she okay, was quite yeah. amazing. So shout Katie. out to Katie. Okay. Um, Katie. So but, but I don't know what that was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Are you having hashtag. a seizure? <laughs> oh, hashtag I see that now. I know okay. that was like five years ago or 10 years ago, but you That's know. Right. Okay. Put your enough. glasses back Let's on. Let's move on. <laughs> Third item, third item, I think, which is super important for everyone to remember is that you really want that conversation to be constructive. 
Yeah. And it should. And, and we talk about this as a, you know, the difficult sandwich where you want to talk about something good. You want to talk about something bad, and then you follow it up with something good, right? You need to make sure that they can hear what you said by making sure that there is a cadence to what's being told. Nobody uh, can, can um, effectively respond to a getting yelled at. Um, when you have a difficult conversation with somebody and all it is is negative, there is just uh, it's not as a constructive and um, it's hard to build on that. So, I, you know, I love to say things like, you know, you're a great employee. Here's the problem. You're still a great employee. We love you. You know, hey, this is some things you do that are really well. This is something we need to change. But don't forget, we do things really well. That that difficult sandwich um, uh, is, a, is a great, um, uh, uh, framework to have a hard conversation with somebody. Okay. So I'm going to disagree <laughs> a little bit. All I'm right. going to disagree. This is like, this is a moment. I don't feel like I've ever okay. officially done this. So I used to work with a good friend of mine and she hated the sandwich. She just okay. loved like direct feedback. I love the sandwich. Sure. And yep, so yep. I think some people, need it different ways. But I think the key is you have to have a discussion outside of the difficult conversation to say, how do you like to have feedback? And how do you like to um, get it? Uh, you're, you're not wrong. And um, I'll agree with you. Uh, um, I, I'm not, I think at the end of the day, in a, in a perfect scenario, you should understand how your employee takes feedback, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And it would, there are people who are going to be better at taking it very bluntly. Hey, don't pick your nose at a meeting, right? Blunt, straightforward. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, that's good feedback. I'm not saying no, that, that you need to do it. It's, <laughs> that's, that's necessary. That's good feedback. That's necessary. Um, but I also think that um, there are times when then that a different style is appropriate. And it, it does. Yeah. Again, like not every conversation is the same. Not every person is the same. Not every difficulty is the same difficulty. Um, I just find that if you've got something really difficult for them to hear, that yeah. only hearing that piece is, is not always constructive. Again, um, you know, as a good leader, we should know our people better uh, and know that the people are going to hear things differently. Um, and so it is a challenge always to get them to hear it, but, you know, uh, I think a good option, uh, you know, I do, I do use that, um, yeah. that on occasion, but you know, there are many ways to do that. Yeah. And I think the, the benefit of that is it takes a little bit of the defensiveness away because it yeah. allows them to not just dwell on that because I think our brain mm -hmm. is wired to just mm -hmm. dwell mm -hmm. on the negative. Absolutely. And so that gives us something else. That's why you say at the yep. beginning and at the end to hopefully give them right, something right. to to kind of put their head around. Yeah, and I think that that you know a lot of a uh, um, a lot of work for difficult conversations goes into trying to understand how they're going to take that feedback. Yes, you should know how your employees are going to take the feedback, yep. right? Because you have a regular one on one, and the feedback yes. you give on a regular basis is really not that um, uh, maybe not that um, difficult to hear. So you understand that the, hey, they do love that kind of feedback. They do listen. They like it direct. Yes. Um, or no, they need to hear it three times before they hear it. Whatever it is, you know, this is really about you being a manager and being good at, with your people and building rapport. But look, um, you know, difficult conversations are hard. And, and I think it's, uh, you should be thinking about how you want to say it. You should be having a plan on how you say it. Um, you know, the, the difficult sandwich is one way, but you know, um, I always believe a script is hel is helpful totally. to make sure that you do say it in a certain way. Yes. 
So use the words. And I think it's also, I'll add a bonus is be careful Mm -hmm. how you accept feedback because it's an art to accept it. And when you don't accept it in a way that feel like this is, you're open, you're going to turn it off. You're going to be apprehensive. So as a leader, make sure that you check yourself because people learn from you. That's right. You mirror, they will mirror your, your, your means by which you take feedback. And if you, if they do go out of their way to give you feedback and you respond in a very weird way, a negative way, then that's, you know, they, they, they're going to learn from that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, the, that's key. All right. So tell us the three, three things to remember when it comes to having difficult conversations. One, don't let that conversation be the first conversation. Make sure you have a regular one-on-one with your folks, make sure that that's scheduled make sure it's there is a, a calendar invite and you execute on that invite, you know, just don't blow it off. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's pretty important. Second one, when you're going to have a difficult conversation, have it scheduled, have it in the right place, have it at the right time. Don't, um, you know, don't do those in a casual fashion. Difficult conversations are worthy of the appropriate time and the appropriate place. So behave in a certain way that gives them the credence that they deserve. Then third, think about how you want to tell that story practice, prepare, be ready to have have that conversation, have a script, use the difficult sandwich, use uh, the method you think is appropriate for that employee, but go into that with a plan. Um, I think it's so key that you have a script. I'm a big believer in the script. You know, a a lot of us are less uh, effective when under nerves and under pressure, but a script will help you uh, really uh, with that. Absolutely. I am a hundred percent with you on that. So thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you. Feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Ask us your questions that you want. Follow us on LinkedIn. uh, DM us, whatever you want to connect with us. If you feel like somebody needs to hear this conversation, feel free to forward it to them as well. So thanks for being here with us and we appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. All the links you really need are in the show notes.